to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Hello, all you bloomers. Welcome back to another episode. I am Alexa. With me is Ambrosia the Great. Hello, all. Hello, <laughs> Hello all. Ooh, Ambrosia the Great. Yeah, I haven't I haven't brought that one back in a while, so. I like it. You could do it. <laughs> I'm feeling your yeah. greatness lately. <laughs> and we are not alone. We are joined by the lovely, beautiful, incredible Leela Veronica who is here to uh, give us all the the goodies on the body and embodiment for the second week in our Embodiment March series. Hi, Ah. Leela. a good one i like that we might as well do it again it felt so good if it's yeah. that's what i imagine a bow spring to sound like yes you get sprung my voice has actually changed friends so i appreciate mm. i'm so happy to be here i'm so excited we're going to talk about all sorts of stuff but why don't we just dive into what intuitively came to me instead of what i was going to talk about first yeah yeah okay so i believe Sound is the new wave of medicine. Mm, We just felt it. We were all like, whoa. And we're like, that felt so good. Leela, you're blowing my mind. So a lot of the stuff we're actually going to talk about today in terms of um, the challenges with the body. So like they said, I'm Leela Veronica. I'm actually a business coach, but I integrate the body with business um, because the body is directly related to everything in life. Mm-hmm. Your your life, your body, your life, your soul, your life. So I really believe we can use the body as a tool, as a messenger, as a gateway um, to really manifest that stuff we want out there, that 5D connection stuff we talk about all the time. It's like, let's use the body as a tuning fork. Yeah. Right? Love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sound, I highly recommend everybody and including me, I'm, you know, I want to do more and more and more of this sound stuff. Um, I'm always Googling on, you know, Facebook events and event bride and meetup, the gong baths and the sound medicine. And I'm all in for that. You guys, like that's my jam. If I'm not here with you guys doing something cool for the world, I'm probably in some studio getting vibrated. <laughs> Getting vibrated. Let's get vibes. That's a hash level vibration. I like that. It's a five D vibration. Yeah. So, (laughs) so yeah. So, um, you know, use. We're going to talk about the mind today. Thoughts. They are vibration. 
So singing, sound medicine, listening to the news or listening to, you know, 528 Hertz binaural beats, something high vibe, you know, um, everything is vibration. And I love that we started out today with vibration because the body, what we're going to talk about today, it's all vibing. It's all buzzing, just doing things up in there. And if anything's going on and we're going to talk about some challenges that you might be having in your body, um, you know, it's just a vibratory misalignment. That's it. The mind, the thoughts usually are off. So we're going to talk about what are the common things people have problems with today? What are some specific challenges people asked about? And then more importantly, what can we do about it? Right? Mm -hmm. Like what's the solution to fix the health problems in this country? It's in the thoughts. We got to get, you know, use the thoughts and then get out of the thoughts to get into the body, listen to the body to change our thoughts. It's mm -hmm. like a little uh, infinity sign. I see it, the body, the mind, you know, and it meets yeah. the soul. Mm -hmm. So let's talk. I'd love to start off just a little bit with the concept of weight or being overweight. Yeah. Um, I mentioned last time that I was about 35 pounds heavier than I am now. Um, and there's reasons for that beyond just food and exercise. Okay. Because it's not just that I lost weight. It's that I've been able to maintain my weight for years without really having to think about anything or do anything special. I just live. I don't really have to think about food and what I ate and when I ate and how I ate and exercise and calories and steps per day and all of that. You don't have to think about your food and your exercise when you're embodied. Mm. That's so when you're nice. fully, mm, right? Isn't that nice? Like, wouldn't you love to like never have to think about food and exercise again and just kind of do what you want to do when you want to do it when the body calls for it? Yeah. It's yeah. like such a big source of stress in everyone's life, I feel like. Confusing. Yes, yeah. confusing for sure. So many options. Not who knows what to do. And so many mixed them. messages. Yeah. Eat this. Don't eat that. Mm -hmm. 10 years ago. Oh, don't eat that. Eat this. Yeah. Right. So I, as a child, I recognize this because my family grew up. I remember hearing them talk about cholesterol. Don't eat eggs. That's cholesterol. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the big thing. Mm -hmm. And so like nobody ate eggs and everybody had cholesterol, high cholesterol. <laughs> And in my mind, I just was an observer of, of stuff like this. And I remember thinking, this doesn't make sense. Like what they're saying and what the earth evidence, you guys know I talk about, earth evidence and what the mind is saying are two different things. So I was like, this whole cholesterol thing is not eggs. I don't know what it is, but it's not eggs. That's what I remember thinking as a child. And now, you know, after... Um, uh, learning a lot about the mind-body system, what I will say is this is part of what I'm meant to do on the planet. I don't really know why it comes to me so easy. It just does. And so I'm grateful. But I've also been in my body a lot in my life. I was a cheerleader. I played baseball. I've been a coach, a personal trainer, um, taught aerobics, lots of Zumba, 
all the things, right? Like I could go on and on you guys. Like, I mean, I'm, I, other than like, um, jazzercise, I think I've done it. So <laughs> <laughs> I just love to swirl around and swing around upside down my body. I just really have always been kind of a monkey. And so I think that's been part of why this stuff comes to me so easily because I can listen to my body pretty well. However, I wasn't always like this because when I was, you know, going through struggles or way too intellectual or um, drinking too much or overeating Mm -hmm. or not eating the best stuff, I couldn't feel the body. It was numb. So it would put on weight. So that's what I want to talk about first is weight. It's like the body puts on weight for protection. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. So no matter what you exercise, what you do exercise and what you eat, it's not going to matter if you're scared about life. And that might be scared of a person, scared of the future, fears that something might happen again that happened in the past. And this could be stuff that you're not even really conscious of quite yet. It could be really subtle. Like maybe one time you got um, somebody broke into your car when you were in it, or somebody just broke into your car. And every time you get in the car, you lock the doors because you're scared because somebody's going to break in your car. That little, I know it sounds crazy, but that little subtle fear could be what's keeping that extra 10 pounds on. You can't get off. Yeah. Wild, right? Yeah. You know, it's interesting because when I was losing weight, I remember I got to, I don't know what weight I was, but I got to some point and I was on the phone with my friend and I was telling her I used to watch a lot of the ID channel, which is about like murder mystery and rape and like all of these scary things. Right. And I remember telling her like, oh my God, I'm afraid to like walk around outside. And she said, well, why don't you, why'd you lose all that weight then? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, cause I didn't even associate the two. And then I was like, well, that's just your perspective. That's your perception. Like um, heavier women can be, um, can have like a likelihood of that happening as well. And that's true. But it's interesting that you're bringing up the fear because I was so consumed with fear at that time in my life as the weight was coming off very, very slowly. And when I shifted and I stopped paying attention to everything that was causing me fear, the weight dropped off quick, super quick. Chills. It makes me want to cry. I just need a moment. Sorry. I'm just like, because I know there's so many people in fear where I can see it. Mm-hmm. Body shows. People are scared. And so you, you exactly once, you know, honestly, for me to lose the way I had to leave uh, Ohio, uh, I went through a divorce, you know, and all that my, my relationship turned pretty toxic and it was pretty controlling and, and got to a level that I usually don't speak of, we'll say, uh, to be mindful of respectful of him. And I was scared. And for about a year after we split, I still lived in Ohio. I didn't want to go outside. Mm-hmm. So I put on extra weight even at that point, that period of time. I was scared to see anybody because I don't want to talk to anybody about what was going on in my life. I was like, I don't know about anybody else. If you've been through a relationship issue or divorce afterwards, your mind is a little bit crazy potentially. Mine was because I felt so much shame and guilt and embarrassment. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to talk about it. It was like, I, I felt like I failed. 
So my body put on weight because I was scared of people. It was really interesting. Just the whole experience looking back on it, it's not like the true me, right? The true essence of who I am. I'm not a scaredy cat, right? I'm a, I'm a bold panther, friends. You know, I'm a bold panther. But for a period of time, we have seasons in life where that happens. So if anybody's out there that has weight on them, and maybe it's just a season, doesn't have to be forever. So I moved across the country, actually, got away from everything, um, started a new life where I basically knew nobody. And so everybody that I invited into my life was very purposeful and I felt safe. And I still feel like that. I have every single person in my life, I feel amazing. Mm -hmm. And I want to share that, you know, I don't blame Ohio or anything like that. I have learned through my astrology that where I grew up is where my Pluto placement is, hell on earth. (laughs) For my soul, where I lived for most, for the first like 34, almost most of my 34 years was hell on earth. So I had a lot of problems, mm. right? Here where I live, according to my astro locality is like heaven on earth. Mm. Isn't that cool? I want to do beautiful. that. How do you do that again? Your astro locality? I know that's not what this is about, Michael. but. <laughs> yeah, you know, there are certain astrologers who do it and don't do it. It's a little bit more complex. You can find out a little online if you Google. Cool. And then um, uh, Verda Luce, there's a gentleman that I'm friends with, and he's a world traveler and very well-known astrologer, been on Astrology Hub and all of that. His name's Verda Luce Celestial. Um, he does astrolocality, and really it's helped me understand that you know, I'd already done all the victim mentality work. So I was pretty empowered around like seeing my role in everything and understanding the lessons from all the darkness where I grew up and everything. But once I got that, because I, I really, astrology relates to me with the body, mm-hmm. right? As within, so without, as above, so below. Yeah. So I'm, it just, I understand astrology as a language pretty well. I can't really like read, do readings but I understand it. And so once I understood that my placement there as a human was so that I could experience the contrast in life so that I could bring forward benefits for this in this moment right now, for you guys, for all my clients, for the world, everybody that I meet, I'm so much less judgmental because of all that crap that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Growing, right. So I have this like ability to be brighter because of the darkness. I'm like, oh, how cool is that? And I picked the right place. I listened to intuition. My gut led me where I am right now. And every time I leave and I come home, I'm going to be honest, it's like heaven. Hmm. I don't know. It's a feeling. It's a visceral feeling of like, I love it here. (laughs) You know? So we all have these visceral feelings. So I would love for everybody to do like an inventory of what are you scared about? And let's just be honest with ourselves and identify it for yourself so that you can be sweet with it and know that, you know, as you start working with your body, if you do any body work, opening your sides, your back, your hips, you know, your jaw, anything that's a little bit more tight in people, you might have these fears come up even more. So it's really important to get support, like from, you know, coaches like us or, you know, uh, sisterhoods, um, Facebook groups, right? Anything where you're going through some issues and you're not sure how to process it, it's really nice to get help. 
Um, but like Ambi said, once you release the fear, the weight will drop. I had super high blood pressure when I moved here. I was heavier, all the stuff. Once I got here and I wasn't scared of anybody hurting me, within a year, the weight had gone, the blood pressure was gone, my hip had cured, everything. So I'm going to just read a little bit from Louise Hay about, about weight, okay? Because I think this will be really helpful. Um, what, one of our – while you're looking, uh, one of our uh, Facebook Live – viewers, Alicia Turner said, I've never considered this. Thank you for bringing this to light for me about the weight and about the fear. Yeah. And I'm going to say this could stem for anybody. This could stem from something that happened in, as a child. So I was, uh, I had um, a lot of abuse in my childhood and in my home. And um, therefore I would uh, do things like overeat to keep myself um, more numb. Yeah. So if my digestive system was more like full, I couldn't feel as much. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, uh, so, you know, you really want to look back and be gentle with yourself and say, these feelings and this weight is justified. And now is a time where you can choose another way. That's it. You can choose to stay in the fear or, or start to learn ways like, you know, working with us, EFT, there's so many tools to get rid of fear. Um, uh, talking to your spirits, asking them, spirit guides. Like before we hopped on, I asked for spirits to, to support me so I can speak the most beneficial words to you guys. Ask spirit to get rid of fear and lose the weight. We'll help you out. Maybe they led you here. Uh, so... Mm -hmm. So I'm going to read a couple and just kind of everybody who's listening, just listen and notice if any of this resonates at all. Fear, need for protection. Running away from feelings. Insecurity. Self-rejection. I'm not good enough. Seeking fulfillment. As if you don't already have enough. So these are all things that can lead to being overweight. Um, and here are some new thought patterns. This is where it gets important, friends. So we talk about the problem, talk about the problem. But this is literally the best part. The solution. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Here you go. I am at peace with my own feelings. Mm. And when you say this, don't say it from the head. Really take some time and pause. Feel your belly soften. Feel your toes relax. You know, just really get into your heart. And then say this stuff from your body. I am at peace with my own feelings. I am safe where I am. Mm -hmm. I create my own security. And lastly, but most importantly, I love and approve of myself. And I would highly recommend doing the last one in front of the mirror until you believe it, friends. I love and approve of myself. Hmm. Beautiful. 
Yeah. Those are beautiful. Yeah. And I'm telling you, friends, this this safety factor, especially for women. So you guys are women, you know, you two you two ladies are women. And there are most of your audience is women. And we live in a time where we're exposed. Mm-hmm. We're out there. We're on stages. We're in front of people. We're traveling the world. We're going online. We're doing all this stuff, really exposed. And we're breaking through the old, and I don't say this in a negative way, I love men and the masculine, but we're breaking through the old masculine paradigm. And so women, it's no wonder you don't feel safe. It's So I'm just want to say it's okay. Like it makes sense that we're rising as the feminine and it's scary. Okay. So the body might be responding. So it's even more important to take care of your body and listen to what's going on before you go out there in the world. Don't go in the world scared. You might make yourself sick. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk about one more um, health challenge that a lot of people face, especially women. And, you know, I felt like this today, I was really tapping in and I'm like, man, that we're going to have some fun later, but I'm a pretty fun girl. But this really feels like a more serious one, right? Like this is like, we're talking about some kind of more deep stuff. And so I just love you all. I love you all for being here with the deep, for the deep stuff too the light and fluffy and the deep, um, the big C word, not the big thing going on now, cancer, <laughs> not the big thing going on now. I so, didn't know where we were going. I, I know. I knew I was going to see what's <laughs> happening. I was like, are they going to take me there today? I wonder. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if you want to know what I think about all that. So I do want to know what you think. About yeah, that. I do too. That's another time. But, I don't get to ask, Brendan. All right. Cancer. So here's the deal. I'm not a doctor. I want to say and all that because I I can't, I can't tell you how to heal yourself because you only know, I'm just going to give you what's what the experts have said. I'm going to pass on the information. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, I have worked with people who have had it and then haven't had it and haven't had it for a number of years because of the work they're doing, I believe. So, um, I've had women have all sorts of autoimmune diseases, all sorts of weight issues, all sorts of problems. And then they don't, they literally go from medications, some, some multiples medications to none. So I'm not saying take your, don't take your meds, take your meds. Your doctor knows best. You know, best, you know, your life. But what I will say is there may or may not be, but there may be, and that's why we're here today. Another path for you, Mm -hmm. another path to heal. You may not have to be sick forever. Like some people may have told you. Mm Mm-hmm. This whole idea of remission, what if everything could go in remission forever and ever and ever for the rest of your life? Yeah. That's why we're here. Yeah, baby. (laughs) So I want to talk first because you guys understand this. You understand like nutrition and sugar and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So cancer is literally, I remember same thing being young. I was such a nerd. You can tell thinking about stuff like this. I'm like, I figured out when I was pretty young Cause I just was studying science. I was very scientific as a child. And I was like, I just figured it out. Like, I don't know how I did, but probably somebody told me something somehow I figured out, Oh, we all have it. All it is, is a, a um, mutation of the cell. Mm-hmm. And that happens all the time within us all the time. 
we're always like regenerating, regenerating, regenerating. Every seven years, the body's a brand new body. Yeah. Everything in the body is brand new in like about seven years. So I thought, well, what's this cancer thing? So I actually did in college. I spent two and a half years studying ecotoxicology in an ecotoxicology lab, studying the effects of cancer-causing agents like um, PCBs and chemicals like that are in fertilizers. What are the effects of those cancer-causing agents on birds? Because it's easier to get funding for birds than you can't study cancer on people, right? That'd be weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and also it's just, I wasn't in the medical field. I didn't want to be in the medical field. So we looked at a bunch of birds up in the Great Lakes and all over the country and what was going on. And what I recognized was, it was like, oh, we all have this inside of us. We all have cancer, friends. But it's just, is it going haywire? Mm. Is there an opportunity within the body somewhere where you are imbalanced and off, unaware, asleep, mm-hmm. acidic? Mm. Yeah toxic, hurting, hiding, secretive. Those are the places within the body where this little cancer stuff starts to kind of have a place to grow and live and go haywire like little hyenas. It goes crazy in there. Okay. That's really all it is. And the body is usually, and if you talk to most people, not everybody, but if you talk to most people who've had this unfortunate, you know, disease, they usually have some intuition ahead of time. Something was off, but they didn't listen. Mm. Body speaks. Yeah, my mom. Go ahead. I was going to say my mom, actually, she had breast cancer when I was little and she knew something was, she knew like she knew and all the doctors were like, no, literally nothing's wrong. Like we've scanned a million times. Nothing's wrong. She's like, no, I'm telling you something. I mean, there's a million stories like that. But yes, the body speaks 100%. And usually the, the person kind of has – not always. I'm not saying everybody. But usually the person kind of has some sort of intuitive hit. Now, breast cancer often is like overgiving or not taking in enough. It's like I'm going to – and mothers, this is why it's like breast – you know, men don't get it. It's mothers usually because it's like – they give, they give, they give, they self-sacrifice, they give, they give, they give. And then all of a sudden they're depleted and they have nothing and nobody's getting to them. Nobody's rubbing their feet. Nobody's changing their diapers. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> nobody's swaddling them. Right. Seriously. And so they're, the overnourishing of others leads to that place in the body where the cancer will grow. Cause there's like a, a lack, right? That, that space heartbreak can also lead to, uh, some, you know, cancer in this area because it's just in that area, yeah. right? Heart. Um, so with, you know, what Louise Hay says about cancer is deep hurt. Mm. How many of us have had deep hurt before? Yeah, me too. So can we heal it? And that's why I really believe in the work that you guys are doing. Mm. You guys are helping heal deep hurt, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huge. Not only within yourself, we hear it on the podcast, mm-hmm. but you're helping others. As you heal yourself, you help others. You're helping others. Everybody's rising. Everybody's healing. So what does that mean? Less body problems. Zun, zun, zun. The body gets free. Yay. You get to have more fun and lightness and 
get back to what it was like to be a kid again. Fun feeling. A long-standing resentment. So any mommy issues, any daddy issues, any past relationships, any other people in your life where you're still hanging on to something they wronged you, quote, mm -hmm. unquote, wronged you. Uh, your body may or may not, you know, express itself. There might be a spot where cancer can grow. So it's really important forgiveness. And how many of the biblical uh, wisdom traditions, Buddha, all the people say forgiveness is the path to end suffering. Forgiveness mm -hmm. is the path to the gateway to heaven. You know, it's, it's, it is the path. Why? Holding on to that improper thought. I'll explain that in a second is harming the body mm. freedom in the body is realizing all right you guys ready this is a lesson from dr john d martini for the breakthrough experience brilliant man the yin and the yang if you can realize life is yin and yang light and dark meaning not only that things are light and dark but they were light and dark in equal amounts mm -hmm. so however you were wronged in your past you were righted just as much in equal amounts. You were supported. You were lifted up by somebody somewhere. Maybe you were harmed at home and your teacher helped you out. That's what happened to me. I could go back as, as many times I was smacked in the face. I was praised at the chalkboard. Mm -hmm. yeah. I didn't realize that until I did this work with this breakthrough experience I mentioned. Um, and now, so anytime you get to see anything blissful, amazing, just at the same time, there's some darkness going on yeah. in equal amounts. So if you have a business, you'll notice the same thing. You, you host an event, everybody loves you. There's one person who's just the person that's going to bring you down if, the, if you let them. The dark, right? The there's all this potentiality. It could be the person, it could be a windstorm takes out the roof. Like, who knows, right? Um, but that's just the way we exist here on planet Earth. And so the body, what if you could find balance in the body by re realizing there's no such thing as being wronged? Nobody was ever wrong. No, no resentment, no hurt. Everybody was doing their best they possibly could. Another one here is deep secret or grief eating away at the self. Mm. So I'm going to give you guys an example. This is very open and vulnerable, but you guys may know that I, you know, I want to be in a relationship with a beautiful soul. And so I had, I had told a girlfriend this week and I said, I think I have this like underlying sadness when I'm out and about in the world, mm. but I don't have a mate. Isn't that interesting? So I'm like, I'm going to put more energy and effort into it. I'm going to get myself a mate. I'm going to try. I'm going to practice. I'm going to do the work because i got to put energy in if I want energy to come back. So there's this, because I can feel the heart kind of when I'm out. It's a little bit closed and a little bit sad. Mm. It's like, that's interesting. It's real subtle. So pay attention to your own body. Is there any grief or secret? Are you holding on to some secret thing? Sometimes we might live two lives. One thing's going on at home. Whereas everybody thinks something else is on, out in public. Mm -hmm. How my marriage was. The way things were at home, the way things were out in the public were two different ways. So my body, high blood pressure, holding on to tension, right? All these things started to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you feel like you're living two lives in any way, 
you know, their body will respond. It'll start to break down. There's disintegration. Okay. Um, and then one more is, you know, carrying hatreds, any sort of like you hate this, uh, the Trump thing, right? For example, mm-hmm. like a perfect example, let it go, friends. He's another human doing his work, he's doing as best as can, right? Yes, we're all affected, but we're all affecting everybody all the time. Come on. Yeah. Like, we're, you're affecting your garbage man more than you're affecting Trump right now. You have to be your home right now. Yeah. So let it go. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. I'm not saying don't do anything, but don't let it affect your health. Mm-hmm. Don't hate on anybody. Mm. Yeah. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just use him as one example because I see yeah. that you know, kind of stuff a lot. Oh, yeah. I'm on the website, so I see it. If you like Trump, I don't yeah. like I'm like, oh God, I don't even like you because you use the T word. Yeah. Um, And then this also one more, and this is huge. You guys may meet people like this where it's like, what's the use? What's the use? What's the use? Another thing that leads to potential cancer. So solution back to the, the fluffy stuff, right? All the, all the hurt, all the hard stuff. So I lovingly forgive. I release all of the past. I choose to fill my world with joy. Mm, I like that. I choose to fill my world with joy. I say these kinds of things. This is a boundary, too, for other people. If you don't have joyous people in your life, tell them this. I choose to fill my world with joy. (laughs) Jump up and down like a little kid. And then the last is just like the last one. I love and approve of myself. Mm. I love and approve of myself. So was that helpful? Yes. Yeah. What's coming up for you guys? I'm just curious. Cause like, I know cancer is not a fun thing to talk about and I'm not the doctor of the solution here. But even if we didn't even think about cancer, even if we thought about just forgiveness and letting go of resentment and hatreds, wouldn't that be nice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I feel like I've done a really good job of – so what I was thinking about was – so my mom has had cancer. She's actually had multiple types of cancer um, throughout my life. She's actually extremely healthy now. She's great. So all good. But um, it was a big part of my childhood. And um, well, so I was thinking about, you know, when you're talking, because I've actually looked it up before on my own, like what is the reason behind this, the same book and seeing that, yeah, it's like it's feeling like you're giving so much or you're responsible for everybody. You're not getting anything back, you know, that, and that is definitely my mom, actually. Like my mom was the oldest of three daughters and always felt responsible for them and just always felt like she had to just give, give, give and try to keep everyone together and, and all that. And what I was actually thinking about was how, you know, it's like the like breast cancer is in particular has been such a big thing in our society and how it's like, oh, it's it runs in the family and, da, 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 you know, it's it's got to make sure that you're not carrying it or even if you're not you're not it's it's you know if your mom had it it's a whole thing and i do understand that there's like a biological component to this like a dna component but i was thinking i was like well is that also because patterns run are passed down from generation to generation and if your mom acted a certain way and just felt like she had to give and give and give then mm. that's what you feel when you, you learn that because that's your model you know and um 
And then I was just thinking about how when you're talking another just in me, I actually get triggered when talking about um, cancer, not because of my mom, but actually because of the situation that my mom and dad went through when my mom had cancer and how I think part of me has believed that I'm like, speaking of patterns, I'm doomed to repeat that, not to be my mom, but to be my dad in the situation with my mom and my dad of like having somebody else very close to me like a partner experience something like that and not being and not being in control and feeling almost like did I do something that created this did I are they resenting you know in in every relationship you know there's things that happen that you know you wish didn't happen or there's things that you feel like oh I feel really bad about that you know but you've moved on but i think there's always been this deep fear in me like but what if that manifests and it was me, it was my fault, you know, and I could have, and I I think this has been a pattern for me that has been coming up so that I can heal this now. Like, so like it's been coming up in a lot of different ways to like, Hey, look at this, like, Hey, look at this fear that you have. And, um, I recently received the download that it's like, you know, you, you can't do anything about that pattern, but what you can do is change you can't do anything about what has happened in your life. You can't do anything about that. And you can't control anyone else. What you can do is heal yourself, like you were saying earlier. And that affects everything and everyone. It affects the way you show up. But if it affects the way that your relationships are, it affects your environment, it affects everything. Like if you are healed, then you're operating in a whole new way. And so um, that's what's coming up for me. It's beautiful. I'm going to touch on this point that I haven't yet. And just for everybody, Mm self-forgiveness. There will be times that you'll be in partnership with other humans. And things happen, like you said. For purposeful reasons, we know later, of course. (laughs) In the moment, we don't. So you can, if there's any part where you thought even maybe you might have been responsible for somebody's challenges. It's really the work of self-forgiveness at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and not really to like feel anything related to even that person because the really the story is I did something wrong. And you never have. Mm. You were just doing things that were meant to be done to learn some lessons. So if you feel like you've ever wronged anybody else in the past, we didn't cover that part. Um, there's opportunity for self-forgiveness. Now, there's lots of tools. My favorite has been Byron Katie, B-Y-R-O-N, Katie. She has a little book called The Work and then some worksheets that go with it that help you run through the story that's making you feel a certain way that doesn't feel good. So that'll be good. And what I would say is this is a lifelong journey. So when you're in relationships, so say you get married and you have kids, and then you have more peoples, more humans, Mm -hmm. kind of make mistakes and learn from. Um, There's more opportunity to not only that forgiveness and that relationship stuff, but yourself. If you're going to become a mother, a wife, any of that, you need to really have some self-forgiveness tools in your back pocket Mm -hmm. because you're just going to do things that are like, oops, and you don't want to hang on to them. You want them to be oops instead of like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. That was so horrible. I'm, I was so wrong. Mm-hmm. 
none of that's really true. It's more like a, oh, what did I learn from that? Mm-hmm. We can move on. Yeah, huge here. Huge. And, there, you know, this whole forgiveness thing is not really a mindset thing. Totally. It's a body thing. Mm. Anything you're holding on to, the body's holding on to. So it can manifest as weight. It can manifest as disease. It can manifest as, um, uh, you know, even acute, like sickness. Like every time you're supposed to go to um, the gas station, you get sick because you haven't healed something that happened at the gas station when you were a kid, you know, like the body will just freak out. Mm -hmm. It's like a beautiful, um, feedback tool. Like it's really amazing when you think of it that way. It's like, Ooh, like I, I, I use the metaphor of like the car dashboard. It's like anytime something's happening in your body, it's just like a light going on. I think we talked about this last episode. It's like a light mm-hmm. going off in the car dashboard. Like, hey, check the engine. Hey, check this. Hey, check this. And it doesn't mean doom, which is what I wish would change in our medical system is like you have the C word. You're doomed. It's like, no, this is just something that now you have new – now you have new information about something that's going on. So now use this and work with this and heal and grow. And I feel like that's the message that needs to be shared instead of like, so, you know, because that's why people feel so defeated. But -hmm. if we can know that our body is just one big feedback tool, just the way like we have client coaching clients that are equine therapy coaches and they use the horse as a biofeedback tool. And it's, and where everybody's like, oh my God. And like, even myself, I'm like, wow, that's so cool. But it's like, but we have our own biofeedback tool of our body. (laughs) You know? Are we listening? That's Mm -hmm. That's why we're here. Everybody this month is, are you ready to listen? So another one that people kind of like besides cancer, uh, and then we'll go on to some that people asked about menopause. Mm. So everybody's like, you know, you get menopause. Oh, sorry. God, not- I can't wait for menopause. Truly. I'm <laughs> like ready. Like, can we, can we just, cause you don't want to, you don't want your moon anymore. No. no. <laughs> I so was the- actually late this month and I was hoping I was like, <laughs> here we go. Early menopause. We got it. No, it's not <laughs> true. Keep going. Stop. <laughs> Yeah. So menopause, the whole hot flashes, mm-hmm. it's really, and the thing is, is, you know, Ellen Ingalls, my friend, she says, you know, you're not really going to experience too many hot flashes if you're not in, in stress. If you don't have stress hormones, adrenaline running through your body, mm-hmm. cortisol, all that crap. Um, if you're not stressed out, you're not going to experience menopause like others. But if you're stressed out, it's going to be more intense. Hot flashes. If you look at them more as like burning off the old you, a metamorphosis mm-hmm. coming into the new crone age the wise you know you yeah. the 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 elder the teacher you know the carrier of the light for others um that's really what the body's doing it's burning off what was old it's no longer needed mm-hmm. right so that more brightness can come in a whole new way and how many of you guys met women after they're in menopause like they don't give a fuck yeah. <laughs> i know i love it they burned off that old BS that was going on, yeah. you know, the last uh, decades. They were all working with people with right now, basically, yeah. you know, yeah. we're trying to burn it off. Um, so let's talk a little bit about some questions that people had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The so one was thyroid. Um, thyroid is, you know, according to Louise Hay, once again, is um, humiliation or I never get to do what I want to do. When is it going to be my turn? 
So I would, I would be curious, you know, um, if it's like, if you're the last child in the, in the family, or if you're the child in the family that didn't get kind of like to do what you wanted to do, um, or if you're in a, you know, maybe a family situation where the, everybody comes first and you come last, right? Something like that. This might be a challenge. So thyroid, a new thought pattern is I move beyond old limitations and now allow myself to express freely and creatively. So I've met some people with that are coming to mind right now that have... Um, that are have had thyroid problems in, and even had it removed. And I know them intimately, a couple of them. And what I will say is they definitely do not express themselves creatively like they mm. could. They're kind of um, still in a box, even though they're creative souls, not expressing. Mm -hmm. And um, a little bit in an old paradigm of what you're supposed to do every day. Get up, work out, go to work, go to bed. It's got a little bit more rigidity. Um, and I don't know if everybody's like that with thyroid or not, but that's been my experience with some of my, the people that I've known with that challenge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Hips and shoulders. Oh, I know the back stuff, the shoulders, upper back, right shoulder, right upper back. So let's talk about the feminine and masculine. This is something I wanted to make sure to tap in on today. Here's the deal, friends. The reason we do not value the body is because it's the feminine part of us. Mm. the mind is the masculine and that is what we have been told from the time we went to school growing up How, you got to be smarter you got to know more you have to think mm -hmm. and we know here because look at all the intelligence that you guys bring forward through not thinking but just you're like i just had a hit i got a download yeah tupac told me <laughs> yeah tupac told me. no big deal you know but me and <laughs> By the way, real quick, Carrie Ann Schultz said, boom, I had half my thyroid removed and have issues with creative expression. So there's a little validation for you. I would say now is your time, baby. Express like in every moment. I don't care if it's like you need to part your hair on the different side and wear pink and blue and yellow and, and cartwheel in the middle of the street someday and like that's my kind of you know craziness whatever yours is whatever your expression is it's not just in like go do your art in a certain time it's like literally at this point honey oh be you bold beautiful beyond belief yeah also carrie ann i'm gonna call you out and say that you should reach out to leela about I the was, body program i was gonna say the same thing i saw them working together we're always on the same page high five Andy. all right so this is the intuition. This is the this is the feminine energy that we're expressing now. What you guys just did, and you guys both were willing to express what you thought, what you felt. It wasn't necessarily even a thought. It was like a feeling that came through you, and you were like, "You should talk to Leela," and you both said, it, and it was like, "Boom!" That came through your body. Yeah. It wasn't like you guys thought like, "Now what should be her next step? Let's look at the best next strategy for her." Yeah. No, I was like. Go play, cartwheel, wear pink. And you guys were like, talk to Layla, whoa. That's from the body. Yeah. Okay. So what if every single person listening right now, what if you never had to think again? Hmm. 
big sighs, right? Mm. Yeah. Feels good. Mm-hmm. Feels really good. Feels easy. That's, that's what I hope for everybody. Go ahead. I was going to say that I just that just hit me. That's what I felt at our Sedona retreat. For the first time it was not in my mm. head. I was totally in my body and I was just feeling and it was it I kept saying I was like this feels too easy. Like I I feel mm. like I'm on a ride. Like I'm yeah. but I I acknowledge like the influence I'm having here and how good well this is going, but I literally just feel like someone's taking me by the hand and go and now here and now here, and now here. And it, it, that was it. And that, I was like, I want to live that way all the time. I want to feel that as much mm-hmm. as I can. So I just realized it's like I was in my body, not in my head. It's interesting because it didn't mean that shit didn't come up because unexpected things came up that we weren't planning for, that we had to problem solve our way out of, right? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, um, it was easy. It was like, oh, we'll just do this. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. Yes. The yin and the yang. Problems and solutions all at once. They always exist together. Mm. And the solution isn't from the mind. It's from the body. It's inside. You know, they say everything we need to know is inside of us. <laughs> well, how do we get there? We breathe. We breathe. We feel the body. Allow yourself to not have to figure it out i'm queen i gotta figure it out right because i'm a past intellect like that's the place that i lived for the first 34 years of my life Mm. super heady academia study 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 i'm still pretty heady so that's why i have to practice getting down into my body what i will say is that notice where you feel more in your body a lot of women will feel more in their body around a a man a man or a masculine man, or they'll feel more in their body around nature Hmm. or feel more in their body when they're doing their art, they're dancing, something like that. Notice where you feel in your body, where you feel in your head, your mind, your thinking, thinking, and see if you can translate that energy of being in your body to the heady areas of your life. So if you're writing emails, for example, my favorite not thing to do, I'm like, but I'm getting good at it. You guys, I'm getting better. I'm like, I'm owning emails this year. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Emails are my bitch. All right. <laughs> so I, I'm approaching emails from my body, not from my head, not from like, I got it. Cause I, I used to be in academia. So the way I'd write had to be perfect. Right. Oh. Couldn't call a picture, a picture. It had to be a photograph. Right. Okay. Periods, all the things. So I'm, and I worked for consulting firms where we worked did projects for big corporations like Walmart and, and big highway development. So everything was looked over by lawyers. So my writing, the perfectionist thing on, I've been trying to write a book for four years. I'm getting it done. It is like pulling teeth, you guys, yeah. because I'm a, I got a perfectionist mode from my past training. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Totally. I got it. So I got to get my body into my body. So anybody, wherever you are in your life, you're challenged by get in your body before you go and do it. If it's a person, breathe, be in your belly, soften, get in your body before you go into those challenges. The feminine gets what it wants when it's embodied. There's no need to think, just know you deserve what you want, feel that feeling state, and then it'll rise right? I've been talking about attracting a man. 
I could hear myself teaching myself my own lesson in this moment. Just feel him. He's already there, for God's sakes. Yeah. Right? Right? <laughs> He's right there. Just stop blocking him. So the upper back and the shoulder, the right shoulder, the right side of the body, the right foot, the right hip, anything is the masculine side. It's probably your overdoing, overthinking. Relax. You might need some more um, downtime, some more rest. You may also need to ask for help. You may need to hire somebody or ask a friend or, um, you know, uh, some way, somehow not have to do so much. So you can just be in a gentle feeling state Mm. that will start to balance the energy on the right and the left. Now, also, if you're in business or career or anything where you feel like you're not valued, you're working and not getting in return the money you deserve or the love or the praise, something in return, the left side is the receiving side. So it may um, be affected, but also the right side, if you feel like you're giving so much and not receiving anything back, like you should, as much back as you should in equal amounts, the right side is going to uh, often be affected. I have, for example, right thumb. I got to be real careful because I'm on my, I like to be on my phone, bebopping around the world. Mm-hmm. I've got a client in Antarctica right now, talking to at about a half hour, stoked. So I love this magic box, this phone. It keeps me connected to my friends, my colleagues, my clients, just the world, really cool stuff. But that always giving and doing and doing and doing, especially I'm right handed the right thumb, I'll start to feel it kind of, it'll start to vibrate almost a little. And I go, okay, phone's done. Got to get done. Because <laughs> if I do too much with that phone, it'll be imbalanced. The right shoulder will get affected and the left, the left shoulder will be weak. Mm. So I would pay attention friends to how you're holding your phone. And then even as you're holding your phone, your face. So are you leaning your head one way? Are you leaning your body, your rib cage one way? Because this is the thing that we're all doing the most, by the way. Most people are on their computer or their phone more than anything. So use this as a tool to understand how you're positioning yourself. Because in the end of the day, if your body's off, you can't tap into spirit like you want to. You're, there's, there's tension. It's harder. You can't listen to intuition. And anytime your body's off, that's when we get sick, when the body wants to hold on to weight, or we have pain right? Chronic pain. Um, So let me look, I wanted to look at a couple of the other challenges that people have. Oh, the mid back, the past. So the back heart, I love to talk about the back heart, maybe called the black heart. (laughs) It's the place where I'll give you an example. I used to say for years, I grew up in it as an abused child. I know I'm going to have to deal with this one day. I hadn't committed to like doing therapy and all that. I've done all the therapy, the coaching, the energy work, talking to mom, forgiveness work, all the things, right? There's still always more that comes up, but I've done a ton. But I didn't do any of that until I was 34. And I would joke about it and say, I'm going to have to deal with this shit one day. And it through my divorce, the relationship issues, I was like, okay, I think it's time. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I think it's time to deal with my crap. And if you're ready to deal with your crap, let's talk. Because if your upper back is, you know, is bothering, you may just need to talk to somebody. 
you also can bring more breath and open that up. Now, what I will say, the more if you physically open up your back and your shoulders, that back heart, that breathe into there, open your ribs, get awareness in that space. Everybody's hurting in that space, you know, something in the past. Oof. The more the thoughts will come up. So as you release tension in the body that's holding, your mind might start to think of crazy stuff that happened when you were a kid, when you were 19, whatever happened. It's normal. It's pretty normal for that stuff to rise. It's important, I believe, to have support. Coaches, therapists, uh, really well-in-tuned friends and family. Um, because as you're doing body work, this is the tool to heal, I believe. Most people are doing, doing mindset work. And it's not working. Because we're trying to fix the problem from the same place it came from. Mm. What does Einstein call that? Insanity. Insanity. <laughs> so funny. So you use the mindset work as a tool, but it's only part of the solution for your soul. The body is the flesh suit that your soul resides in. The mind is just the energy that's running through it that's helping determine what the body looks like, what the body feels like, what the body's capable of. If you tell yourself you can jump over a taxi cab, you can. Period. We've seen people do crazy stuff. Yeah. Right. So the mind is just a control mechanism for the body. Tell yourself you're beautiful. I told myself I love my belly. Remember I, I mentioned last time I hated my belly. I went through a couple years, right? Of my legs, my belly, this whole thing, standing in front of the mirror. I love you, belly. I love you, belly. Oh, belly. I love you. I didn't, this wasn't my truth, yeah. but I, I used the thoughts to reframe the body you'll barely see me not in a crop top nowadays. I love my belly. I'm like, Woo, hey belly. <laughs> Even when it's a little bloated, I kind of like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the mind will change the shape of your body, the way your body feels everything. And then in turn, your body, the way you open it up and move it, you can reshape it and heal it and heal the past traumas, the mind through the body it works the other way as well. Hips. Uh, somebody asked about hips. Hips are usually, depending on the right or the left, the left is often the mother side, the right is the father side. So often, so I have um, right hip usually challenges. If I, if I get overworked, my right hip will light up. So that means I'm in my masculine side, the father side. I'm overdoing it. I also have had, I don't believe, that, I'm just going to be very open. I don't believe that I'm fully healed from my father's side stuff yet. I've done a ton around my mother because she was a real abuser. My father's side stuff was more of like non-existent. He was gone. He was a homeless person in New York City. And I just, I don't think I've done much work. I, ha I know I have not done much like healing work around that. I don't feel super harmed, but I know something's there. How? My body says so. Mm the right side of my body speaking. So I'm like, okay, there's healing work to do around my father's stuff. I know it. Right. Yeah. And I've been doing some of that in the past, like six months or so recognizing. And once you ask for it, it will come. <laughs> <laughs> once you ask for it. Um, now one more, somebody asked about the sinuses and throat in particular. So the throat is usually the throat chakra, the voice speaking up. So a couple things, you could be scared to speak up, you know, where you are now, 
or you care, you could be scared to be seen in public or be seen in this new area of your life. We see throat issues a lot with people in business who want to become like speakers or do social media or start to even do a job to a business or a business to a business because there's a new level of expressing self that's just scary, yeah. especially for women. They don't want to be seen. It's scary. It's like, whoo, tigers. <laughs> um, shoulders. So my biggest, uh, I got two places in my body that I will tend to get right now is the shoulders and my solar plexus. Solar plexus is a, a just kind of a, a childhood thing, but I'm still that integration. I'm still working with from my childhood. And um, the uh, uh, shoulders is feeling the weight of the shoulders on or weight of the world on your shoulders. Mm. Well, I've often said I, I have to be careful. I have, I don't want to even say it now, but in the past I've said, I have the save the world complex. I spent 15 years doing environmental work, then doing yoga, then doing coaching. So I'm much, I'm a service-based leader. I serve. I love you guys. Like I'm here to help you on whatever level I can, right? Like that, you know that I hope. And if you don't, I'm telling you now and I'm going to show you. (laughs) (laughs) But that can lead to my shoulders being quite tense and tight and heavy. And you can even see in my physical form that my shoulders are more pronounced and a little bigger, like heavier, like dense, yeah. kind of go up. So I'm working on that softening. I'm getting some body work done, regularly cupping, all that kind of energy work because I have to realize it's not my responsibility to save the world. Mm. It's my responsibility to be me and to show up fully and ask spirit for guidance and trust whatever happens is meant to. So it is. Mm. And so that's my work, right? Enneagram two, I'm a helper right? I could go on and on and on about what I'm meant to do here, but that it reflects in the weight of the shoulder or weight of the world on my shoulders. So anybody with shoulder issues, you might feel the weight from like I have for the world, literally planet, or it might be your family. It might be your business. It might be just one person you feel responsible for. Like some people have one person in their family who just really struggles. Like say you have a person in your family who's like a drug addict or just cannot get their like job situation up and going and rock and rolling. And they just struggle and you feel responsible for them. And it's like this thing that you just kind of carry around. A lot of people also feel struggles around finances, the weight of the world's on their shoulders because there's a financial problem in their life and it's a secret. And they don't want to tell anybody. They keep showing up, keep doing things. But in the back of their mind, there's little luggage they're carrying back behind. It's a little thing. It's like, oof, it's carrying. It's just there. They got money problems. It's heavy. It's like, I just want to let this backpack go and fly. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I think that probably covers. Let me make sure I didn't miss anybody. Uh, the right. Yeah. One other piece, for some reason, it keeps I getting ping. I feel like somebody out there can use this information, is the knees. The knees are a fear of moving forward. And it's 11-11, so I have a feeling there's something here. If anybody's having some knee challenges, I'm here for you. Um, we've got some physical things. We actually just did some stuff this morning. Yeah, was good. The, yeah, protecting the knees. It's really in the feet and the hips and stuff. But what I would say, the knees... Uh, challenges are related to moving forward, fear of moving forward Mm. in life. 
And so there's some, you may have a move forward and stop and forward and stop and forward and stop. Or you may just not be moving forward at all. Or you may be scared if you move forward, you'll fall. Emily, Emily Bondurant watching on Facebook Live just said, literally was just about to ask about knees. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. I love you, baby. So that was what I felt. I was like, something's calling. I was like, knees. Talk about knees, knees. I was like, okay, 11-11. I hear you. <laughs> oh, there was actually one, one more thing. And then I, I think we have to wrap up. But Chelsea Normeal says, would love to know what you think about tube tying or men getting snipped. Mm, geez, this is so interesting. Okay. I'm going to give you my opinion. And I, like I said, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical advisor. I'm not any of that. This is just my, the way I see things. Cause I've actually thought about this. Cause I've actually had clients that were going to do it and then decided not to after talking to me, which I always feel a little weird about, right? Like, cause I'm not a medical advisor, but I just, for whatever reason, I know a ton about the body and energy and the way things are related. And I've studied, I will say it's not just in, all intuitive. I've been through hundreds of hours of training, hundreds. I've done cadaver labs. I've done, I'm, you know, I do Reiki. I don't do Reiki, you know, but I'm, yeah. once you're, once you're attuned, you're attuned mm-hmm. to Reiki energy. You're, you, I live Reiki, to be honest, I would <laughs> yeah. say more than, yeah. So um, the energy in the body and all of this stuff, and I'm still, cont- I'm deepening my studies. I'm creating my new own thing. Like just, I'm, I'm really in the forefront of a lot of the science too. I'm really a visionary. I'd like to be in the forefront. And can you ask me, what did she say one more time? Just so I'm. Would love um, to know what you think about tube tying or men getting snipped. Snipped and tube tying. I just want to make sure I use the right language that she used tube tying and snipped. Mm-hmm. So I also love language. There's a gentleman I listen to who weaves astrology and language and theology and language speaks a lot. It's a, it's spells. It's Mm -hmm. cursive. So tube tying snipped. Let's just look at the words for a moment and ask ourselves, what does that feel like? Feels aggressive. Feels like cutting off. Snipped feels like like biting. Look at her face. Yeah. To me, what I exactly, I feel kind of like what I have, and I don't know enough because I haven't actually collected enough data on this. So if anybody's out there who like wants to share anything related, what I would be interested in particular is what has your energy been like? I have my tube side actually. Okay. So I don't have a person, you know, I don't, so I don't have perspective, but I would wonder, does it change energy flow in any level? That's what I would wonder. How does it change the flow of energy in uh, creativity and in intuition in the root chakra, the sacral chakra area? That's what I would start to play with. And then what I know is this, even if the tubes are tied, snipped happens, you can still heal and so- energetically. So there's people who, for example, have had like hysterectomies and don't have cervix and stuff. And I've done some work around Tantra, Neo-Tantra, done some work around awakening the cervix, all this stuff. And even women who don't have a cervix can awaken that part of their body because there's still an energetic piece of you that's there. So I would really tune into yourself and say like, okay, do I, is it, do I feel like there's going to be an energetic snip or cut 
Or is there going to be a way for me to energetically go in there and feel that wholeness again? And I really believe each one of us is only the one to know. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You only know. I mean, for me, it was a huge relief. Huge relief. Huge relief. Because now the likelihood of me having another child is, is not there. It's less likely. And so that fear may have been stifling your creativity and now your creativity could even grow more, right? Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. I will say it was the most pain other than um, a tummy tuck. It was, it was much more challenging than I really mentally prepared myself for. Yeah. So. I'm not a big fan of pain in general, so I have, I have little to say on pain other than I can't stand any of it. <laughs> um, yeah, Tammy Lip says, to me, I think it depends on how you, the individual, feels deep down about it. It's the value we assign to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think in energy. So that's what I would pay for me. And, you know, I pay attention to energy flow and think, does it, would it cut off my creativity or would it elevate? And so it just depends. Like if you're scared that you're going to get pregnant and you don't want another child, and getting making it happen is the gateway to maybe opening up that creative flow, then maybe it's the right step. If it's like, I'm not really that scared of getting pregnant um, and I'm, I don't want that energetic flow to stop and you're kind of scared of the physical stuff, if you're scared of anything around the, the surgery, anything like that, then maybe it's not the best idea. Right, definitely. Right? What I do say is there's, I'll just kind of speak to this briefly um, before we hop off is, you know, I know a lot of people out there are not into modern medicine and I'm not either actually, right? I'm like way into alternative stuff and healing yourself and all that. But what I will say is that modern medicine is very awesome in a lot of ways. One in particular way is surgery. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Now do all the surgeries need to happen and all that that happened? Probably not, but I'm telling you, like I'm fascinated with the fact that we can do what we can do now and um people live so much longer and with such more vibrancy because of um what we can do with surgery and technology and lasers and all this amazing cool cool stuff it's pretty cool and i really think we're going to be able to do even more in these kinds of procedures with less pain definitely Mm -hmm. that would be amazing there was an article I saw um, about a hospital in, I think it was DC or Chicago, I can't remember, but they were performing Reiki on them as they were in the OR getting operated on. Yeah. Which is really cool. Super Imagine. cool. Oh my gosh, I love this. Leela, thank you so much for being here. This is like a huge, this is so fun, like just to go into all of this and really explore all of all of like what's here and what's in the body really and like what can be felt through the body. Um, why don't you, you know, share for those listening and watching um, who, who want to connect and want more from you, how they can reach you and connect with you and work with you. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, I want to say first, I did put, you know, together a um, – a 90% off code for your inner blooms. It, the, the code is inner bloom. Uh, if you go to my website, Leela, excuse me, the Leela Veronica.com, L I L A Veronica.com, the Leela Veronica. Yes. I love it. So fancy. Um, <laughs> um, go to my website, go to my store. And then there's two programs there. Um, one's called move and grow rich. 
and one's called the Bowspring Body Coaching Program. They're 90% off if you want to buy them. Um, so that's for you guys, for your group. Uh, and this is just a way to really start to tap into new parts of your body. I will literally teach you what to do with the tips of your toes, right? Your elbows, the tips of your fingers. So it's not for everybody. It's really for people who really want to take on this embodiment journey. It's, I will tell you right now, if you are on a spiritual path, at some point you will want to take on an embodiment practice, whether it's mm -hmm. the one I teach or somebody else, um, it will change everything for you. You will manifest quicker. <laughs> you will t hear spirit guidance faster um, and you'll be healthier and you'll feel more youthful and vibrant. Um, and then if you guys just want to kind of check me out and connect, if you want to talk to me directly, you need help. You're like, I need help now. Go to speak with Leela, L-I-L-A, speakwithleela.com. You can get my calendar. Um, you want to grow your business. You want to get your body, you know, in alignment. Um, and then if you want to be Facebook friends with me, I would love new Facebook friends. Go to Leela Veronica on Facebook. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that amazing discount for our listeners too. That's so uh, generous of you. Everybody listening, if you're feeling the call, definitely take advantage of that. And definitely, you know, if you're feeling like drawn to Leela, definitely have a conversation with her because she is just incredible. She's been such an amazing like force in our lives. And, um, and yeah, Leela, thanks so much. We will be back with you next Friday for the third week of Embodiment March. Um, so if any of you have like any body things, is it okay if they send in more questions between now and then? Absolutely. I would love to help. Beautiful. Can we tell everybody when we're going to record live on Facebook so they can participate if they would like to? Yeah. When is we it? We are going to record Tuesday the 17th at 1 p.m. Eastern. So if you are um, listening to this and you want to jump on and see Leela and do all of those things, jump on to Facebook. Perfect. And yeah, we're Inner Bloom Podcast on Facebook, so give us a like if you haven't already. Oh, we love you all so much. And uh, until next time, keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.